0: Keep on that what you love. you'll find that someday soon
1: you will rise up, rise up, yeah. hello everyone and welcome to another episode of underdog today i have an amazing guest here with me today i'm so honored to have her here bella verita how are you
0: i am amazing and extraordinary pamela and i'm so grateful to be on here with you today I remember when we first met at Chris Krohn's Omni event and just like I think the first time was in the lobby and then we met at the gym before like the event even even started and just like your energy is amazing super welcoming and I can imagine all the guests here today you know keep coming back to listen to you because of how amazing you are so I feel super blessed to be here
1: you i'm super blessed to have you and i just remember because you know the first time we met there was like masks on so like when i saw you at the gym i was like who's that and then i was like wait i remember what yeah. a weird, weird world we're living in but it's starting to come back to life which is so amazing and yeah. I'm just so honored to have you here today I've heard your story I've heard you talk about it sort of where you are all the amazing work that you're up to now and I guess my first question to you what inspired you on this journey of being such a goddess and sorceress and just amazing energy what has inspired your journey today?
0: Oh, that is a uh, beautiful story that I'll just jump right into. So, you know, I grew up in Austin, Texas, and my father was a drug addict and an alcoholic, and my mom was addicted to men, so she was always gone. And I ended up uh, dropping out of high school, getting my own apartment, and uh, I was a high school dropout, and I was selling drugs at the time. So I say, you know, so many great entrepreneurs got their start and. (laughs) <laughs> and selling drugs you gotta learn business some way but then one day i got a knock at the door and when i opened the door i was staring down the barrel of a shotgun okay. and i knew like my life had to change i had to do something different at the time the only person i knew in my family that was actually like doing something with life and making money was my grandfather who was a door-to-door salesman and he I remember him always telling my father, like, you know, you got to get into sales, Bob, like you got to clean up your life. You got to start getting into sales, Bob. And, you know, of course my father never listened. And so after that incident is, you know, when I first got into sales, someone introduced me to my first network marketing company, quickly became a seven figure earner in that company. You know, by the time I was 19, like had the, the free car and, you know, all of that, and it was a vitamin and mineral company. And uh, three years later, they got shut down for like illegal business practices and I lost like my entire income. And from there I went into commercial real estate where I was the number one business broker in the whole state of Nevada. And in between all of these different like sales careers, whenever I was in sales, I was at my like highest. And then what would happen, Pamela, is I would get into relationships. So like the whole time I was in network marketing, I was single, I was making money. And then I got into a relationship and then I would start advocating my responsibility, like wanting the man to take care of me. And then I ended up like broke. And then same thing after commercial real estate, I was married and and then I got divorced and I was left and it was in 2008. I lost three houses, three cars, like financial you know, ruin, everything was in my name. And, and so like everything, lost everything again. And then same thing happened. I was engaged and, and became financially dependent, like lost everything and then went back into sales again. And so for me, Sales always became a way to get out of financial disaster. Like that enabled me to get out of relationships. I was like, you know, if I I can't like be here and I would go back into sales and I would become financially stable again. And so in the last few years, I became super passionate about teaching women the power of sales and influence because I say, you know, as long as you can sell, you'll always have a roof over your head. You'll always have food on the table and you can always live the life that you desire as long as you can sell. And like today I sit, today I'm sitting in front of a beachfront apartment. The beach is like, you know, maybe a hundred feet in front of me. And, and I live the life that I desire all because of sales. And I became super passionate about why I think women, all women should be able to know how to sell. Oh my gosh.
1: I love it. And you said steep dropped so many like gems throughout that whole thing about your journey. Thank you so much for sharing that in the beginning. So growing up, it's all about overcoming those underdog challenges, right? As you were growing up and you were kind of went down the wrong path. And then all of a sudden you transitioned into what helped you break through those moments. I know you said when you, when they opened the door and you saw the shotgun, that kind of was like a wake-up call, but was there anything else that sort of like kept you inspired and kept you going like, okay, I need to do this. and, And what kept you motivated through that process of transitioning? Because when you're, at rock bottom like that? I mean, it's just, sometimes you just can't see straight. You're like, you can't figure out what's next. Like how, how did you transition at that point in time?
0: So after the network marketing company, I was introduced to personal development. Actually, I think it was after, when I was in commercial real estate, I was introduced to personal development. And I remember I had a coach early on that said, you know, when you're in it, when you're overwhelmed, because I would get overwhelmed. and My coping mechanism was always sleep.
1: I'm just going to sleep. I'm going to sleep.
0: So the one thing that she taught me was whenever you get overwhelmed or things seem too much, or you want to like pull the covers over your head, if you can just do one thing, just one thing, like take one step, one action. And that has That one thing has continued to anchor me over the years because like, you know, as an entrepreneur is, you know, there's ups and downs. Entrepreneurship, I think, is the wildest roller coaster of life that anyone can get on. It's like it's got high highs and man, does it have low lows. And, and even just like the truth of the matter is, is even just in January, it was a super low month for me. And a lot of like 2020 was actually a phenomenal year for me. And then 2021, I started off with all these health issues, having multiple surgeries, like, and then feeling like I was letting my team down and just, I was in it. And, um, and I mean, I remember that and, and I remembered, so like it was, there was one week where, you know, and I said my coping mechanism was sleep. So I was like finding myself sleeping a lot. And so the thing each day became like, what's just one more thing I can do today? What's mm. one more thing I could do right now? So like anytime I would go before I would go lay down, I'd be like what's just one more thing I can do before I go lay down? What's one more thing I can do before I go take this nap? And that kept me going in those like dark times, even in, in January, it's just like, cause sometimes if it's like, oh, you know, I need to make, you know, a hundred calls today. Okay. Let me just start with one. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I think that was like the one piece of advice that has kept me going over the years. It's just like, what is, what's one more action I can take? What's one more thing that I can do right now?
1: I love that so much because it's, it breaks it down and it doesn't make it as scary, right? When a lot of people feel like they're not where they want to be and they look at somebody super successful, like uber successful. And they're just like, how do I get there? And then what they don't realize is it's one thing at a time. And it's a matter of just breaking it down little by little. Like if you think about, Oh my God, I have to do all this. Like you just said a hundred calls. I'd freak That's out a hundred calls. But then if you're like, okay, why don't we break it down? We're going to make a hundred calls this week. Okay. So let's do 10 calls. Like it's almost like in fitness, right? When they break up the reps, they don't yep. tell you to do 50 at once you do five sets of 10. Right. Right. Yes. So just like that. And, and it breaks it down and you're like, okay, I, I can do this a lot more <laughs> condensed. Right. And
0: you know where that comes from? Like for me too, is if you ever have known anyone that's in like AA, NA, you know, shoppers, a whatever the A is, they don't say like, Oh, I'm not going to drink ever again. It's just like, I'm not going to drink right now. Like if you've ever known anyone in any of those anonymous programs, it's yeah. always, I'm just not, I'm choosing not to drink right now. I'm just not doing it right now. And I think in those dark times is they happen to all of us. Right. And so It's just like, if I can just do what's, what's the one thing, what's right now, what's the thing I can do right now, you know?
1: I love that. I love that, Bella. And, you know, and also too, from transitioning to a seven figure earner, like that is a huge, cause like some people are like, how the hell do you go from like zero to to seven? And it's like, I, I think this has a lot to do with it. You probably broke it down. Like what was your strategy in getting there by 19? Cause that is freaking outrageous and amazing so it's like what was your secret sauce there
0: (laughs) well you know what like I would say and and we talk about this and I'm blinded a lot is mirroring and modeling so one of the things I love about network marketing and network marketing gave me my first taste of like entrepreneurship that like you know really growing and scaling and in that like in network marketing I'm just modeled and mirrored right there's like a path there's a plan as long as you're like you know, following the path and doing what the people above you did, like you were going to be successful. And so that for me, I think was the biggest thing. It was like just mirroring and modeling the people that had what I want, like doing what they do. Because so often, and I still do this to this day, is we dilute, dilute, delete, and distort the information that's coming in. We have all these great people, you know, I know you work with Chris Crone, right? And so it's like, it's like, if you're gonna pay Chris Crone all this money to coach with him, and then you're like, ah, that's good, but I think I'm gonna do it this way instead. It's like, well, what did you pay all, all this money for to have this plan? You know, I think that's the most important thing that people can do is if you're gonna invest in something like follow the plan. And that's all I did in network marketing was just like follow the plan. And I will say also, you know, my success back then was the ability To go from hello to yes, the ability to sell, the ability to influence, because at the time and why the company was shut down is at the time you could buy in at the highest levels, meaning you could sell people into their director level for 20K. So I would sell that level all day long. And I would influence people to, you know, buy in and, and and Pamela, like, I mean, you can't do things, you know, DSA now. But like I used to tell people would say yes to me to buy $20,000 in vitamins and minerals and water filters. Can you imagine such a thing?
1: I can, because you're so amazing. But I also can't when you think about it on the logical level, because you're like, how the hell? So like, what was your recipe and in like influence? Because we're going to get to unblinded later in that whole beautiful, beautiful organization for sure. But like, because this was well before unblinded, like what yep. was your secret sauce of influence.
0: You know, the secret sauce for influence, and it's incredible because, you know, every morning at 930, I am on Clubhouse talking to salespeople, sales professionals, anyone who wants to go from hello to yes. And what is hysterical, so this week, my conversation was with a man who had very strict religious values, and it was a conversation to go from hello to yes to get him to paint his nails pink. Now, you can imagine super strict religious values, you can imagine what all, like, painting his nails pink could possibly mean and I bring that up because the same thing in that conversation was the same thing that worked 20 years ago in network marketing is understanding people's value there is a four step there's four steps at that from going from hello to yes and it is the first it's the emotional rapport and so understanding like just people in general so like in this conversation with um, started off as a joke it was like You know, oh, we're going to get Michael to paint his nails pink on Clubhouse. Like we're going from hello to yes to get Michael to paint his nails pink. And we're going to have some fun. And then once we started the conversation is, you know, then it came out of like all this deep stuff around his values and what is, you know, his daughter and her values and the religion and being sober and all of this stuff that we found out about him in that conversation. And to me, and that's the same thing that was the success You know, 20 years ago, network marketing is before you try to get a yes out of someone is truly understanding who they are, what they value. And there's a difference I say between sales and influence, you know, sales, when you're trying to convince someone of something, it's for you. When you influence someone, it's for them. And we got to the yes with Michael, he's going to be painting his nails pink and it's something. And for him, it was something for him. You know, to, you know, for him to bring, you know, the the deal was, is like to bring more people to Jesus, you know, he was painting his nails pink, but that was like for him, his outcome was like, he wants to bring more people to Christ or whatever the religious values are. And so to understanding, you know, that emotional rapport, understanding what people value and then understanding that the yes that you're seeking has to be for them, if it's at all for you people will, they won't say no. And I, and, and that's what it was b- back then. It's like, you know, I was like, okay, if you buy in at $20,000, you get to make all these more commissions off the people that you enroll. So it's, it's
1: for you. Interesting. So you're sort of identifying what's in it for them yep. and making it about them.
0: Oh, that's, that's what influences is it's, it's what's in it for them.
1: Interesting. And I love how you, it's like so perfectly crafted. And you had done this like before you were 19, which is so incredible. Oh my God. Which
0: really, Pamela, and I will say it even started in high school. Cause you know, I told you I was a high school dropout, sold drugs. Yeah. I, I remember my first time that it, where I really discovered that influence was a superpower when I was sitting in my counselor's office, because in Texas, uh, you have to have two years of a foreign language to graduate. Mm. I didn't take a foreign language my freshman year. I failed Spanish my sophomore year. I took Spanish again my junior year, but that's when I dropped out halfway through my junior year. So now here we come like my senior year. I have zero years of uh, foreign language. I negotiated my way back into school because they had this new work study program that came out where you could work half a day and go to school half a day and graduate. Mm. I remember sitting in my counselor's office One, negotiating my way back into school after I dropped out, negotiating my way into this like work study program so I could make up all the credits that I had missed. But then the kicker was negotiating my graduation after I was clearly not gonna have two years of foreign language. And I graduated with my class on time. I walked across the stage and I did not have my two years of foreign language. What, how'd you navigate that one? (laughs) (laughs) It's all like it's all the hello to yes, right? And then understanding their value. So the last thing that they wanted, you know, because school districts, there's all kinds of politics in schools, right? And they didn't want the number of another high school dropout, right? Mm -hmm. So it's understanding their value. That is the key, is like, is and being able to ask the right questions such that you get to the value where like, and, and this is how I've gotten free hotel rooms. I was recently in Utah staying at one of the most fanciest hotels, like right on the mountain in Deer Valley. And uh, I negotiated my way to stay at s- till 7 p.m. To stay in my hotel room at 7 p.m. without any extra charge. Like, what? yeah.
1: I have to ask you like, now, what did you want to be when you grew up? Like, as a kid, what, what did you want to be? I'm, just, I'm so interested in this. <laughs>
0: asked me that question it dropped me right into my heart. And I think this is, you know, why I love sales also is um, growing up. I always wanted to be a psychologist, Mm. told you a little bit about my dad, a little bit about my mom and my mom was married five times. My grandmother was married eight times. I went back and forth between parents a lot, depending on who was married at the time, because I just wanted to be part of a family. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember like, I just wanted to be a psychologist because I wanted to, I just felt like if I could help people, if I could like help them love themselves, like, you know, they wouldn't do drugs and alcohol and be with men and like all the things like I just, that it was always from this. I remember eight years old, this wanting to be a psychologist. And, you know, I think it was probably after I saw my first one and then high school was challenging for me. So that, and I ended up dropping out and then I was like, there's no effing way I'm going to college. So I'm never going to be able to come up, become a psychologist because I don't even understand why I need to take math and science to become a psychologist. Like, I don't understand because it's all about the mind and, and sales is a little bit of, you know, psychology and, and it's about helping people and understanding them and, and understanding because the, yes, I say, is like, until you get that, yes, Pamela, like lives are transformed, mm-hmm. right? People don't have what they want in life unless they say yes. And I just realized that like, you know, kind of sales gave me two things that I love the most in life. And one is helping people and two is money. <laughs> I love it. I love that.
1: Well, no, because it's so crazy because seeing the correlation between like what people wanted to be when they grew up versus like what they're doing now is always so interconnected. And it's so beautiful, right? Because at that age, you wouldn't think that you would actually know what you're doing, but it connects somehow. And that was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And like for you now, I mean, you mentioned you shifted into, um, into sales, like you went in and out of sales pretty much. And then, you know, with the relationships as well. And then eventually you were moved to create your own firm to help women. Like that's your mission is helping elevate women in the sales world. So stand up on their own two feet, which I love so much. My dad, when I was little, he was like my number one cheerleader still is. He's like my number one guy. And he was always like, Pam, you're going to stand on your own two feet. You're going to make a lot of money. I want to teach you how to make money. So you never depend on any man in your entire existence. Do you hear me? And I'm like seven years old and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I hear you. (laughs) You know? So, so as you were mentioning that when you were speaking about that, I just remember like my dad, you know, do doing that and how it translated for me now. So to give women, that opportunity to be like, listen, you can create your own financial destiny and you can rock it and like not have to depend on anyone. So walk me through how that sort of, how a line started, you know? I mean, I know you've got a ton of experience in sales, but how, how that really how you were like, okay, I'm pressing this button. We're doing this. Let's go. <laughs>
0: yeah. So that's even a more hysterical story. So Uh, I actually started it with my former fiance. So it was his idea. He actually started the company. I had a personal styling business at the time where I styled speakers. And, and when he started the company, I was like, well, you know, you're doing a hundred other things. So I don't think you can run this on your own. So let me help. Like I'm a whole background in sales. And then the same thing happened. So then I went full force. I started helping him. The company was hundred percent in his name, sold my other business. And I was like, let me, you know, we were engaged and I said, okay, like I'll go all in and build this business. And then he went on a plant medicine retreat, came home and ended the relationship two weeks after we had signed our new, uh, a year lease and, and our new place. And so there again, I found myself and he had never, he had never given me any ownership in the company. Cause he was like, Oh, we're going to be married anyway. We're going to be married anyway. We're going to be married anyway. Um, and so I found myself in the same effing situation again. I had put everything into him, all the things. And I was like, you gotta be effing kidding me. But this time, and that was the turning point though, was like, not again, no effing way. This is not effing happening. I fought for the company. Cause like at this, like at this point, I was already running it. Like my face was the, the brand. Like he was really more behind the scenes. And I was like, this was the first time that I like fought for something. And I was like, no way. And that was the turning point for me where the mission became about like, no women have to understand their, their finances. Like we've got to have, have our way. We've got to have our, like, and that's where it really became present for me also, how important it is as women that we have our own thing that we can make money at so that we have freedom. We have choice. That was the turning point for me. And, and I remember, you know, when he like made that decision, cause everything was in his name, everything. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And it was just like, not going to fucking happen. And sorry. And, uh, no, it's the passion. Let it come yeah. out. Yeah, Yeah. not going to fucking happen. Like, that's it. And and I remember I had said to him, I said, you know, well, you have to run this business for 30 days. Like, I got to have time to heal. Like, I don't even know, you know, my whole world was turned upside down. Mm -hmm. And so we had made an agreement that he would run the business for 30 days and then I would step back in. Well, I'm looking at, it's the end of October and I'm looking at the bank account and I'm like, he's not going to be able to make payroll. Like, what is he doing? And so it was like October 31st. I stepped back in, made a bunch of calls. I like did what I do when it comes to, to sales sorcery. And, and the next day I had all the money in the, in the bank to make payroll. And that was the day that I decided I was like, you're out. I'm taking over. And because I, I knew, because even in that one day, right? Because that, that one day that I sold new accounts, not only did that make payroll for myself, I had three women on my team at the same time that all got paid because of that. And that was the moment that it changed, that it anchored of like what it is that we stand for. And as long as you can sell, like you will never be without. And that was like the defining moment that like everything, and I took over the company, or incorporated in Texas and our mission just became about, um, you know, how do we get more women into sales? Because women also don't realize how, great at sales they are. Absolutely. I mean, because women are
1: such extraordinary salespeople because they're so relational, like, right. Like it's all about relationships and nurturing. And like, I think women are so incredible at understanding somebody's values because they read energy differently than men. Like men, it's just like, you talk to, not all of them, not all of them, but some of they. they just like, I don't know, like women, you can just like sense energy so quickly and like conversations can be built. I don't know. Maybe it's because we're nurturers and we can kind of like understand that right away. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I can meet someone and, and kind of like understand what their values are pretty, like pretty quickly. It's weird. It's weird. But I think yeah. women have that innate ability to do so. And I'm sure you've seen it throughout yeah, your work. 100%.
0: 100%. That innate an ability and to, to understand we're naturally empathetic. And this is the thing, too, because because sales and influence comes down to questions. And women are naturally, naturally question askers. Like ask any man who has come home, you know, from work 10 minutes late, and the questions start coming. Like, women are like the incredible question askers, and we're insanely curious and want to get to the bottom of everything.
1: <laughs> I agree. I agree. But like, that's why, but I think the only thing stopping women from really, truly being great salespeople is the confidence. Yes. I don't know what's, what's been your experience with that? Like what's been the biggest hurdle to take somebody from good to freaking amazing in, in the sales world?
0: You hit the nail on the head is the confidence. And the biggest thing I think to impart is you can be great at anything as long as you think you are. As long as you know, and sales and influence is, an, is a skill. Anybody can learn it. With practice, anybody can get can get good at it. You know, we do a weekly uh, So You Think You Can Sell Real Raw where we bring sales professionals on and, um, and they, you know, battle it out on who's best at going from hello to yes. And I have this one gal that comes on week after week after week. And I remember... You know every time she came on like as soon as we would start she'd be like "Uh, uh," and she would freeze but she was committed to coming week after week and she came last week and she crushed it she wasn't nervous she showed up like hit it out of the gate and it's like it's just about that practice and, and repetition and it's like you know once you have it in your nervous system like once you've got it once you know that you can go from hello yes and once you know you have the skill it's like it's in your nervous system it's not forgotten anybody can learn it and you know that confidence sometimes I feel like people just need someone to tell them what you think in your mind is possible it is possible let me help you get there
1: the cheerleaders I call them yeah Cheerleaders that tell you like, yes, you can. Why are you telling yourself otherwise kind of thing, right? Yep. What do you think is like the, the top tip in helping women get to the next level, like in, in their careers? You know, maybe confidence building or w- whatever. What's like the number one thing that, that you would say to someone who's really trying to go from good to great?
0: I would say one billion, being willing to receive. This is the biggest thing that I see with women is one, they won't ask for what they want because they are too afraid of being pushy bossy bitchy whatever the case may be like listen like people I've gotten all the things people have said I'm bossy bitchy all the fucking things but I know what I stand for I know what I stand for right now like I have someone in my space right now that's like you know she seemed to think that like you know I'm trying to be like the boss of everyone I'm like I don't fucking give a shit about being the boss like I'm just here to help And if you think like, I'm trying to be the boss, then I don't know what to tell you, but I'm here to help. And so it's about knowing your own truth. And sometimes people aren't going to agree, but as long as you know your outcome, you know your truth, that is, you know, what is key. And when it comes to, you know, confidence, is, you know, I say like, you know, I don't know what everybody's like spiritual values are. I'm certainly more spiritual than I am religious, but like, I say like, You know, our creator, when you call it God, universe, love, the tree, whatever the fuck you believe in, is like, you know, like whatever the creator is for you, like he created us all uniquely designed to be individual who we are and the things that make us up who we are is the things that we get to have the most confidence in. And I think like just knowing that no matter what, like God created you perfectly you're not in imbar- like created you perfect to be who you are and to stand in that. We all make imperfect mistakes, but we're all perfect human beings. And I think like, you know, as and women, I see so often like being unwilling to just like receive, you know, receive, receive the yes, receive the guidance. Like, oh, I want to like do things on my own. Or if I receive help, it means I'm weak or whatever. I'm like, are you kidding? I see people like women struggling all the time to put their suitcase, you know, in the overhead bin. I don't ever fucking put my own suitcase in. I always ask some dude to do it for me. They're happy to do it and I'm happy to receive it. Like I think all kinds of like, you know, ways that we can practice receiving. But I think as women, the more that we can receive, the more our confidence grows and knowing that, you know, that just who we are is absolutely, you know, perfect and innate and just being willing to, yeah, I think, I think the biggest key is being willing to receive.
1: I completely 100,000% agree with that. And And now like, you know, you're shifting in Well, you've been with the unblinded team for for some time now, because I know you still have a line, which is amazing, but you're part of this incredible organization. So if we talk a little bit about unblinded and the work that you're doing there.
0: Yeah. So we formed an ecosystem partner this year. So unblinded, you know, teaches integrity based human influence and how to have more time, money and magic through uh, the formula. And we, I got involved with Unblinded because I'd always been good at sales. I'd Mm -hmm. always been good at influence. I'd always been good at going from hello to yes, but I didn't have a language for it. I didn't have a formula to duplicate it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's what Unblinded gave me. So now when we are able to, you know, teach women sales and influence, I have a formula, I have a language that I'm able to teach and, and, um, You know, it was actually right after Utah, when we met, we went to a Tony Robbins event Mm -hmm. and Tony Robbins literally said in front of the entire audience that there's no one that leads with more heart and more integrity than Sean Callagy. And if you're not paying attention to what he's doing, you want to pay attention. And, you know, he has won two top 100 national jury verdicts. He has built a successful law firm. He has, he's handed employees a million dollar bonus check. Like he has handed seven figure, just bonus checks, not even a salary check, but a bonus check. And so the art of being able to duplicate that success and that formula is why I got involved with Unblinded in the first place. And they're, you know, they're teaching um, experiential marketing, which I love experiences. Um, And the company, it is one of the very few companies I have seen run with such integrity because I've been behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. And, and I have, I've been in personal development for 20 years. I've worked with a lot of companies and a lot of coaches and very rarely what you see in front of the screen is what you get behind the screen. And the integrity that comes both in front and behind is absolutely incredible
1: i love that i love that and you're involved with them continuously now and just doing some really cra- incredible and crazy work with- i've had the <laughs> honor of being on a real raw with you which yeah. has been so much fun and the energy is so much fun And i just think it's such an out-of-the-box experience and if anyone is interested in unblinded you must check it out it is truly it is truly an experience and it will enhance your life. And just the people are, are out of this world, amazing. And who you'll be connected to is out of this world, amazing. I mean, look, yeah. it, Bella Vreda is like an absolute freaking rock star. If you're not inspired by her, like, I don't know what you're doing with your life. <laughs> you got to
0: listen to her. Oh, thank you so much for that. Then I'd say like any of your listeners that are, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, we have a real raw show for, for that. And then anyone who is interested in like learning more about sales or how to go from hello to yes, then I have a So You Think You Can Sell real raw as well. So either one they can hit us up for.
1: I love it. I love it. Now I gotta ask you the the supreme question of what would your older self tell your younger self based on what you know now.
0: I would say my biggest piece of advice is start practicing young, not giving a fuck what people think. That would be my biggest, biggest piece of advice.
1: You hit the nail right on the head. Yeah. I literally just talked about this. I was like guys you're so fearful and insecure about things about like how somebody else is going to see you when you don't even realize that person has so many could, could have as much insecurities as you and is not even paying attention. And so you here you are wasting your energy of not being great because you're afraid of what that person's going to think, you know? Yeah. Oh man. I love it. I love it. That is such a powerful message. And so what's up, what's up in your world now, what's coming up in like the next six months for you?
0: Yeah, I would say, you know, we are building out, you know, our So You Think You Can Sell uh, real raw. We're actually turning it into a TV production on YouTube. So that's really super exciting. And this year, our goal is to place 350 women in sales positions. So that is what I'm after this year. And it's all types of sales you know, people ask us all the time, like what kind of roles, and it's, you know, everything from an entry level, $13 an hour position. Most of them are all remote. So I'd say, you know, if anyone's interested in remote, remote work, so it's anywhere from like coaching, consulting, law firms, doctors, like medical book. I mean, ever everything. So if someone is interested in, but that is our goal is, is 350 women in sales positions this year.
1: You go girl. That's amazing. Congratulations on that news. I'm so excited for you. And that now
0: you got to let everyone know where can they find you? Yeah. So the best place to go is www.alignsales.com. There's two tabs, either become a sales professional or hire a sales professional. So if you're looking, you know, based on, if you're looking to hire someone, go there. If you're looking to become one, If you want to, if you want to get on our, so you think you can sell real raw, if you go to alignsales.com, become a sales professional, then you can be on. So I think you can sell real raw. And then, you know, of course I'm on clubhouse every morning from nine 30 to 10 Eastern standard time, going from hello to yes, practicing hello to yes with people. And, um, and then, you know, you can always find me on Facebook at Bella and Verita and the Instagram, like you send me a message, any, any, I'm Bella and Verita on all the platforms. If you find me on any of them, you can send me a message. Or just, you know, send champagne to my address and I'll definitely respond to that too.
1: <laughs> I love you. You're so amazing. Yeah. Bella thank you so, so much for being here today. You are a total rock star. Honored to know you. Honored to have you here today. And I'm, I'm pumped to see what happens in your future. But just keep killing it, rock
0: star. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me today, Pamela. This has been amazing. The only dream that I've been chasing is my own.
1: So that's it for today's episode of Underdog.